0: If you're listening to this on Spotify, make sure you check out our YouTube channel, The Plowcast, where there is a video version of this episode, as well as all of our other videos, like reactions and our shorter content. And if you'd rather continue to listen here on Spotify, then enjoy the episode.
1: What is up, everybody, all my plows and all my casts, and welcome back to the in-depth review of Bad Batch, Season 1, Episode 4, Corner. Um, short episode... But I think we do have a lot to dig into, so stick around. Yep. Grab some snacks. My favorite is chocolate pretzels. Ooh, um, yes. And let's let's blow out.
0: I'm gonna have to go to strawberries. Chocolate covered strawberries. Uh, if we're going chocolate covered anything, yeah. it's gonna be strawberries.
1: That's I'll drink to that.
0: Okay. right. So yeah, shorter episode, but you know, still a lot of stuff that happened. Uh as per usual, I wanted to start off with all the old references or, you know, other things that have been brought back into the show. First off, my epic kind of kind of call, I guess, with Pantora. Show. I talked about it in our review for the last episode for a completely unrelated reason. <laughs> and then it ended up showing up in this episode, which is probably kind of more impressive anyway than like it being late to anything. So I was like, this would be cool. And then boom, it happens. Um, but I believe that's the first time we actually go to Pantora. Um, cuz in that arc of the clone wars i think they're only on Ordo plutonia um senator Chucci's there and the chairman dies and then they just kind of you know mm-hmm. um and then there's that little bit with uh the george lucas character who whose kids get uh, kidnapped um, yeah <laughs> so it's good to see good to see them return um speaking of species returning if you wanted to <laughs> take oh us into yes. that. Yeah, a um,
1: one out there. I know, like, I forget if we mentioned, it, but um, tons of like familiar species just in the backgrounds and stuff. We had some major characters who were familiar. Um, so in my rewatch, I did a little research and I looked them up. Uh, of course, we have the Pantorids um, that Evan talked about. Um, but in <laughs> in the reaction, I say, "Hey, is that Ugnot?" To the uh, the the. Crewman? Shipmaster, I guess. Shipmaster, yeah. Um, guy. I was wrong. He was a Soliston from Planet Solis. Um, famous character, Nine Nub, if you know him. He flies Millennium Falcon with Lando in episode six. Why and his head that looks like a stack of there? pancakes. And he, he is the pancake face. But yeah, I I guess maybe there's animation style or something because he does kind of look like Uggat to me still. <laughs> yeah, he's a
0: little tall for an Uggat though.
1: But but yeah, Solus. So we see them, um, and then Malister's, um, who we see. There's some senators of them in episode three, but that's the the race of the uh, guy that they sold Echo to. Who I was like, oh, I know who that is. But the last one I noticed was an Aquilish who most famously... Oh, the accolish in, in Bad Batch was a guy driving the dump truck who was just jamming <laughs> out <laughs> to his tunes. But um, the very famous one is Panda Baba, who had his arm completely sliced off by Obi-Wan in episode four. Yes. Those are all, all the ones I catch, but I invite you guys to catch more. Um... Uh, I just watched this on my own. I didn't. The only thing yeah. I searched up was the alien race names. Yeah. Definitely. Which was kind of hard.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's uh, there's no way that we would get them all. Like, there's so many models of different species that they've had throughout Clone Wars that they can use to just update and plop in, you know. like there, Which is, there's yeah. There's like a fifth there, and I think. There's probably, like, um, Rodians yeah, everywhere. Definitely. And, you know, just yep. really cool that they're filling out the world. And uh, to see the diversity of all the different species is um, just really cool.
1: That's what I was going to say. I love when they do that. It, it makes yeah. the world seem interconnected.
0: And cool. Yeah. They mention Idaflor. I believe this is the first time we're ever hearing of this planet existing. Um, or moon. I think it's a planet. But, or it could be a whole system. I don't, I don't exactly remember. But this is a new planet and it's uninhabited, according to tech. Um, so that should be interesting. Reading. I, I like them bringing back stuff, but I also like new stuff. Um, but that's the first time that that is referenced at all. Um, Fennec obviously comes back. Uh, I I think it's funny because like they she looks about the same in the animation model because like Mandalorian takes place like what like twenty some thirty years after where yeah. we are right now. So uh, she aged pretty well. I'm thinking, <laughs> um, but at the same time, Deborah Chow who plays her, I think she's like in her fifties. So if they had Fennec as her age in Mandalorian it would make sense cuz she would be like in her 20s about now which still works. Um, yeah. I just thought that was interesting cuz like we were talking about um like how we thought the model was really good and and how Fennec was done pretty well if you want to talk about that a little bit.
1: Oh yeah, I know we we talked about it a little bit in our reaction, but I just love how much of like a force. <laughs> Uh, that Fennec was. She was a unit in this episode. Um, I remember the line Hunter says, "Oh, well-trained female uh, bounty hunter." Or, or later he says, "Must have been a bounty hunter." So yeah, that just shows like they're making sure. Like they're, I feel like they're setting her up for. We both said we don't really want too much Fennec in this one. Just kind of like the bad guy. We don't want to know her story too much because it, like I want to show on the Bad Batch. But I feel like they'll slowly set her up. And, like, define, like, oh, she's really well-skilled. How did she get skilled? I think we'll learn about that in the Boba Fett show, which is coming up. I think that will show yeah. the majority of her. But, like, just you can just see, like, they never, just, like, I don't know, just she housed Wrecker. <laughs> um, and she was, like, almost, she, she was thinking on her feet, too, with Omega, which is something I, I caught in my rewatches. Like, she's, like, manipulating Omega. It's like, oh, I can help you out. And, like, oh, here's a fruit if you're hungry. Like she's being she's playing a nice role and like <laughs> she's literally just lying her way to a kid, which is <laughs> really shows you like not scummy but like she does like whatever she needs to do. Yeah, she she gets the bounty done. Um which is why I think we're gonna see her again, because her bounty isn't completed. Um and she seems like the type who will be tracking down Omega for a while.
0: Yeah, I hope I hope this is not the last we see of her. Yeah. Next up, I had uh, something else. We always do every review. Seemingly, was actually talking about the Bad Batch themselves because they are the main characters. Um, I thought it was cool that each member had like a thing to do, sort of. Um, even Wrecker, which we'll talk about, um, like Hunter was, you know, taking Echo and Omega to to the shops and to get supplies. Uh, Echo was working with the droids later. Hunter was tracking down Omega and following Fennec. Um, Tech was uh, removing the. Um, or, like, make it so they can scramble their ship's signature and repairing the ship. Uh, Wrecker went out to find Omega and uh, fight Fennec, even though he just got demolished. But, you know, um, I think it's cool when they have, like, each person has a specific thing that you know they can do. Like, I remember in our video when when Tech was like, yeah, I'm going to need, like, a a whole team of droids to get this thing back. I was like, oh, Echo has a whole team of droids right (laughs) there. And then he did. Um, yep. so it was great um uh, i just I just like seeing that because you know sometimes in shows like this where you have a lot of characters sometimes other some of the characters are just shoved off to the side to do nothing because they don't fit in the story even though they need to be there because they're part of the show um but i I think at least in this example it was handled uh, pretty pretty decently
1: yeah, I really like what you just said there um about shoving off a character to the side because usually like when you have like a a group like, team or something. Um, You get, like, a couple leaders, and then you have, like, role players, like, oh, this guy is, like, I don't know, he he just does his one little niche thing. Um, But that's not what the Bad Batch is. Um, They all can, like, go out on their own, get the mission done, and come back as a team. And I think that's what makes them such an exceptional unit. Like, the fact that Hunter can go out, and he almost saves the day, but then Echo comes up and picks up the little spots that he missed, and Tech, and, and Wrecker, I thought it was really cool, but the one thing on this episode that I thought was kind of interesting was Wrecker on his own.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think Wrecker, um, almost contrary to what I just said, works way better when he's working with everyone else. Yeah. I think it's hard for him to go on his own because we see like he wants to help. Like he has his heart's in the right place. Oh, Omega's like in trouble. He's off, mm-hmm. but like he gets housed, like, <laughs> and then he's running around still, and he gets back. He's like, oh, I missed everything. Yeah. But like even in this episode, we see it when he's with Tech. He's like, "Oh, just tell me what to rip out." And they both like they get the thing out. Like when yeah. he works together with the group, I think that's when Wrecker's at his best.
0: Yeah, you mentioned I that would, in the, yeah. our video with with the two of them, their connection, which I think is really cool. Yeah, um, Tech and Wrecker, Tekker. Uh oh. Uh oh. Hashtag Tekker. <laughs> oh no. Shots and um, Tekkers. Yeah, it's funny because like they're like essentially opposites like records is just huge tech is like normal size tech is really smart records not he's not not smart <laughs> but he's, yeah, he's he's different he's um, more brawn than brain strength and tech is you know he's you know tech knowledge uh, see see oh see my goodness there. Oh, speaking um, of technology <laughs> this episode is sponsored by sponsor
1: <laughs> <laughs> radio shack
0: oh man um yeah that that was cool um wrecker another thing with wrecker he uh he gets another brutal head injury um he just gets like absolutely just destroyed by fa- He he's like putting his fist together he's like i got this puts on the helmet just rolls up and then in one fell swoop just like Fennec just slams his yeah. head against the wall. His helmet comes off. He just crumples to the ground in a heap. Um another bad head hit though. Mm-hmm. And like even when he got up, we saw him he was all woozy and like he was like like struggling to stand upright. He's like, I gotta find no gotta find Omega. Um, but I I don't know. There, this cannot be just an accident anymore. Like the first hit was a lot in episode two was or no episode three. Was a lot, a little bit more focused on, like he was rubbing his head and talking about it more. Um, I feel like that set the foundation for this storyline. And then this, we're just getting a little bit more of it, like, boom, another head hit that's like for you to tally down. It's like, okay, there's <laughs> two. Um, I'm wondering if, if you know, that could lead to anything in the future. I, I'm pretty sure it will, because uh, there's no way they would put something like that in there with it leading to nothing.
1: It's way too much to be a coincidence, in my opinion, as well. <laughs>
0: I thought that fight was kind of funny because um, it reminded me of uh, Indiana Jones when um, like the swordsman <laughs> comes up, he's like swinging the sword, and then you expect like Indiana Jones to have a big sword fight with this guy, and then he just pulls out his gun and just shoots him. <laughs> yeah. Um, um Fennec that f- just like boom yeah. done. You expect <laughs> this big fight, and then it's just oh it's over.
1: That fight I think um, speaks levels on both Fennec and Racker. I think, well, we already mentioned, like, Fennec, like, oh, no, she could just take down Wrecker that easy, so obviously he's powerful. But, like, on Wrecker, I feel like he's used to just, like, oh, some bounty hunter? Yeah, I'm gonna (laughs) make soup super rare. Like, I feel like he did what he did, because usually that doesn't happen. (laughs) Wrecker can, like, clear a whole room of droids by himself, and we see him do it. But, like, in this one, he's like, oh, another head
0: injury. So, yeah. That's a good point, because, like, the hardest thing he's fought that we know of anyway is, like, bunch of droids or like maybe crosshair in the first episode which he also got schooled when he got literally yeah. shot um so is it we're not dissing wrecker just saying like yeah. it's it's showing that they're out of their comfort zone essentially like the whole team is because this is not this is just really you know new for them exactly um, but you know i and i think i agree that wrecker probably works better Skill wise, um, with the rest of the team, although I do like him on his own, like the funny little comments he makes and just how he acts around things. Um, I hope they kind of grow him a little bit more to be able to become more, I guess, not confident because he's very confident, um, to become <sighs> more, I don't know, like capable of handling things on his own. Mm-hmm. Um, based on what we've seen so far, it's mostly the whole team. So, but you know, either way, um, it's still. Still pretty fun. I like how this episode is just like them <laughs> committing, committing like felonies <laughs> like the entire oh, time. Yeah. Uh, like they bribe the official. They, Omega takes the toy. They, they scam the guy with Echo. They steal all the droids. They steal the guy's speeder. Omega breaks <laughs> into the sewer and so does Wrecker, which I'm, mean, it probably is not legal, but <laughs> it's just funny that the whole thing is just them just breaking the law yeah <laughs> we we pointed that out in our reaction, but yeah <laughs> definitely um uh, one little thing that I noticed that could just be me, um, but I really liked it when i thought when I'm think in my head that this is actually what happened. uh when echo was with the droids he he started um like when he ordered them around, he was like uh I forget what he's like, he's like, gear up, fellas, we're going in the field or something like that.' it just reminded me um, that the 501st in the clone wars specifically um they were a lot more accepting of droids than other battalions um mostly because of Anakin and R2 because they the soldiers loved Anakin they trusted An- trusted Anakin cuz he was you know he he saw the clones as equals um, and Anakin also he really just cared about R2 and he saw R2 as more than just a droid but as a member of the team So therefore, the 501st who, you know, worked under him also saw R2 as like, you know, one of the one of the guys. Um, And I just think it's cool that Echo, who was part of the 501st, the way he talks to the droids, he's not like like he's not ordering them around like they're droids. He's ordering them around like they're soldiers. Like he's like, come on, fellas, we're going out in the field. You know, that's like a as some you say, like to your other, like if you're uh, like a sergeant or a commander or something. Um, and then when they finish up repairing the ship, he's like, Thanks for the help, boys' And you know, like it it just I don't know that could be intentional or not. It could just be echo being him, but I like to think that that's I, the connection there.
1: I really like that that's cool <laughs> um but with like with Anakin and r two, we see multiple times like him like, no, I got to get r two back like in the Clone Wars. But one thing like that I always noticed when I was a kid was um Revenge of the Sith, the uh, opening scene with the Buzz and they just mm-hmm. house R4. And Obi-Wan's just <laughs> like... Obi-Wan
0: just does not <laughs> care at all.
1: He's like, eh. Um, I don't think that makes Obi-Wan a bad guy, but I think that points out how much more special it is for Anakin to care so much about R2. Yeah. And I yeah. think it's, it goes back to episode one, where he first met R2, mm-hmm. with Padme on the ship. So, I don't that I think maybe we're reading into it too much but if this is like some sort of motivation behind the way echo acted that's really cool i'm glad you pointed that out
0: i just i was watching it again and i was like oh that that has to be
1: oh yeah no yeah yeah because like like you said like normally they they call them clankers (laughs) he's like yeah come on um let's go out fix the ship and then he'll just dump them off again Or they make a dumb
0: comment that's like stupid droids (laughs) Exactly. You know, Is like at seven that happened, like, with the little, like, droid in the, in the reactor room or something? Or I'm, I might be thinking of a different episode. But, like, they're always just making little sly comments about, like, derogatory things about droids. Um, but then you have Echo, who's, you know, another thing could be he he also feels a lot closer to them because he's part droid now. Like, his in his head and his arm and his, like, his prosthetics. So there's that plus, you know, him just being... From his past with Anakin in the Five Zero First, that could just be us, you know, stretching. But I think it definitely makes sense for him to to act that way towards droids when most clones usually just kind of disregard them. My man's clink.
1: <laughs> I really like clink.
0: Yeah, um, he's got like the like ventilation tube arms and legs. It's like
1: the accordion
0: <laughs> stuff bouncing around. What a guy! Um, do you have anything else about? the uh just the members of the squad like omega or you know just anybody in general
1: i i do want to speak we spoke on it a little bit again in in the um in the reaction but omega how just naive she is um mm. it's kind of cool because like again she is a child and she grew up on comedio her entire life so like you might say like omega what are you doing just like, running away <laughs> chasing a cat chasing that little toy when there was literally the same toy in, like, we saw two of them in the yeah. shop. But she goes and chases but like that makes sense for who she is, who her character is. Yeah. Two episodes ago, she discovered dirt. I mean, and we have this vibrant place. Like, we listed all the aliens that we count. Like, it makes sense for her to do this, and yeah. for her to like blatantly just trust Bennick, like she did. Um, yeah, which is cool. I think that's really cool to be consistent. And not just write characters like for the story, but write the characters for the character, which I think they're doing with Omega. Yeah,
0: in our in our video, you were like so naive, and and I was like, she she's been to like what two planets ever <laughs> and a moon. Exactly. Like yep. she has no idea about anything other than than life on Camino, which is why she was so excited to she wanted to explore more than be safe while they were on the run. She's like, I want to explore. I want to do this. You know. <laughs> Next up, I just want to talk about. Like the episode itself, um the plot, the story, details, anything that happened. Um like we mentioned, there was a lot of species and cool world building on Pantora, which I believe we're seeing for the first time, unless they went there at one point in the Clone Wars. One thing I I noticed when they get there and they give the the uh the ship guy, they give him credits, are those like Republic credits or are they imperial credits? Like, cause I remember, like it's Im- immediate, immediately Republic credits are phased out. They no longer, you know, are worth anything. You have to have a chain code and you have to turn in your Republic credits for Imperial credits. It's kind of a little, cause I've, I i do not know if that guy, like, is it a matter of that guy just didn't notice or does he still accept Republic credits? Cause like, he's kind of schemey, you know? I could speak on this.
1: Um, but yeah, they, they were definitely Republic credits because yeah. Our guys are off the grid. Like, that's what they are doing with the ship, too. They're going to do... They're going to get off the Empire's database, just like Mando's ship is. Um, Yep. Fun fact. But um, the reason the guy was, like, no problem... Actually, he did have a problem. He wanted more (laughs) credits. That was the only thing. Um, It's because, like, if you see the parade later on, Rampart, again, who we see again in holograph form, is, like, no charge of the Empire. You can turn in and transfer your, your public credits into Imperial credits... Free of charge, and everyone's cheering. We made fun of it because <laughs> it's kind of like a generic so thing. Funny. But he can go right up and change it, and that's why kind of yeah. um the empire's on their planet, like to their like the empire's gonna stay. They're not gonna just do this. But yeah. the citizens think, oh, they're they're giving us free money. Like I can just trade my credits <laughs> and have all this wealth. Like okay, awesome. I so that's why Empire. we do some cheering and stuff. Which also I want to talk about, like the little parade of clones, like that thing. We can get into that oh, later. But yeah, they were definitely Republic credits, which I think might be a problem later on as they do start getting yeah. phased out. But right now we're in the transition period where they are still kind of acceptable.
0: Yeah. I think um, they're not necessarily accepted, but if you have them, it's fine because you can just go switch them out. empire Imperial ones and work works out fine. Exactly. Um, like, I guess they wouldn't be accepted at like official places. Like you can't go to like a... The bank and use your public credits, but if like you're at a market, each oh yeah here here's some you'll just switch these out later, you know right? So like it more smaller person to person transactions and smaller stores, it probably is still okay to use um public ones.
1: We also see a bit of kind of the same sentiment in Mandalorian where imperial credits don't matter anymore because empire is dead. Yeah, um, I know, I remember Mando runs into that with um I think uh, um grief carga right. With the bounty trades, I forget, but um, it kind of shows just how much war and transition periods are in Star Wars, and how like things like these like come into play,
0: yeah um so we, you mentioned the uh their shuttle being off the grid or like they can uh scramble its signature or however it works. I'm wondering if uh like obviously that would work for like a computer or a database that doesn't know what it looks like or anything. But there there are definitely people out there that know what the shuttle looks like. So that doesn't mean they're fully safe from everything. Um Fennec knows what it looks like, Crosshair yep. knows what it looks like. You know, there's a bunch of like probably so many clones know what it looks like from having oh, yeah. worked around them before. Um, so it's they're not fully off the grid yet, even though they can scramble the signature. And uh I just think it's still still, you know, they're not fully safe yet. So don't expect them to be, you know. I watch every single episode. Oh, it's okay. Boop, fine. Disregard <laughs> yeah. everything I've said. It's cool to see uh, that police siren noise. Really, just hit me with some like nostalgia.
1: I was gonna say the like, same exact thing. Yeah, it, it's got to be the word, or I guess sound for sound. <laughs>
0: same <laughs> noise from
1: all of Clone Wars. Yeah. And Wars oh yeah. And it is. Yeah.
0: As soon as I heard it, I was like, "Oh my god!" Um, On those big Pantoran police bikes. Speaking of, I think they need some better, like equipment, because, like, the, that's like a simple blaster, and, like, yeah. what's the point of having the glass shield, like, other than, like, for, like, debris? Because he just got shot right through it. Like, maybe mm. it cracks for a shot, and then a second shot it gets, you know, a hole, and then then it gets through, but, like, I don't feel like for their sake, it's like, wow, that's really weak. Like, <laughs> you do one, one shot from a tiny hand blaster, just breaks right through, kills him, and then they crash into the building.
1: I was gonna say, maybe, like, Maybe they don't have like maybe Pantora is just a good neighborhood, but then, like, <laughs> but then like no, it's not. We literally see a shipmaster take a bribe. It's the first thing we see. So no, they definitely should have at least reinforced. Uh, I forget what's called class in Star Wars. Um,
0: um, I don't know, some kind of something. plating, yeah, like, whatever.
1: Oh Wikipedia last or later, Wikipedia.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the sacred texts. Yes, you were talking about that parade. For the end of the war, it really reminded me. Did we watch the uh, Empire Day episode of Rebels? Yeah, we did. Um, It reminded me of that, just like the marching stormtroopers and the people, like, yeah. And you're like, but it's not a good thing. Stop. I know. um, Yep. Although I understand at the time, because the war being over is a good thing for most systems. They're like, okay, finally we can have peace and we don't have to have, you know, troopers coming in and asking for things and like holding us hostage and like battles happening like on our planets and on our moons and just wherever Pantor is a moon. Actually, I forgot. Um but okay. like, I, it makes sense for them to be celebrating the end of the war because from what, from what we've seen so far, at least for, or at least from what the public knows, the empire is just the new government and they're being generous. They're the war is over. You can celebrate. We're having a new credit system. Everything, the past is going away. We're changing. So, They're fine with it. They're like, this is great. I like this. And I understand why. It's not like you're an idiot for liking this. Because so far, it seems good. You know, it seems like the the right way to go.
1: Uh, Quick shout out to my girl Padme from episode three. Liberty dies to thunderous applause.
0: Thunderous applause. yeah,
1: So it like again, they're happy to to do this because like no more war.
0: <laughs> like, yeah,
1: that's a benevolent thing in like the minds of most people. It's only later that they see like, oh geez, this <laughs> empire is not so good.
0: <laughs> no, not at all. Um, we always talk about it, but uh, more examples again of the great animation in this series and the lighting. Um, like just the lighting for me was the biggest part because like in the city with all the fluorescent lights in the different shops um like when omega's running and you're looking at it from the side and then Acosta Fennec is running all the lights from the different shops hit their like their their outline and their back and the light glows off but they're dark and shit like it just the way it just looks so good um it looks better than than it ever has i think um oh
1: yeah and and the crowds how diverse they were yeah, like it yeah. they didn't look like a background crowd they looked like oh those are their own characters like, yeah like a real dude, city exactly really
0: nice. there's another scene when uh when omega's asking fennec to like come join them they're standing by this pink fluorescent sign or something just that scene in particular i saw that i was like wow that looks really good like it was just this pinkish red like glow over like three quarters of their faces and it was just i don't know this reminds me of how far they've come animation wise it's pretty much everything I had, we had more fun droid moments. Um, I always like when they slip some droids in, because droids can be fun in small, in small doses. Um, <laughs> other than D-Squad, I love D-Squad. Uh, a lot of people kind of rag on it sometimes, because droids are lame. Uh, but the D-Squad arc in Clone Wars is George Lucas's favorite arc in the entire I, show. <laughs> fun fact, yeah. <laughs> and they got that new droid type we were talking about, um, like, uh, with the tube, like, spongy tube legs and arms, so... You know, just they're add they're still adding just more stuff into the just more. There's just more things, which is always great. Uh, Anything else you have about this episode?
1: I do have one last thing. um, I kind of like to speculate because I always say how I love to speculate. But um, (laughs) we see at the very end Fennec on her little transponder saying like the kid got away, but it's all right. She won't stay away for long or something like that. Um, I know we both were like, oh, like we wanted to hear a voice of like, yeah. who is she reporting to? Which is something I think might be very interesting. Yeah. I saw a video online that, because I feel like the most obvious answer is the Kaminoans. Yeah,
0: I said it right away. As soon as, as soon as she pops like, up in the oh, show, yeah. I was like, that's a Kaminoans. That's yeah, it. Their... Yep.
1: Yeah. But then I saw, I forget the video, but they said the Kaminoans don't go directly to bounty hunters like that. Because we see in yeah. um um Mandalorian. At least that version, maybe not Kaminoans directly, but the Kaminoan um, cloner, like, they didn't go directly through him. They went through grief Karga and uh, the Guild of bounty hunters. So, maybe Fennec is reporting to another bounty hunter or another right. character we might know. Yeah. I, I'm going to throw it out there, Boba Fett would knock my socks off <laughs> if he shows I up mean, in this series i did i say in one not see... <laughs> i was like i yeah. really
0: just want to see animated boba fett
1: <laughs> because one thing he's a clone another yeah. thing he knows fennec at least later on um mm-hmm. I, in this same video i saw that would give him great motivation to like why did he pick her up in the desert after she got shot like unless they have like maybe this is yeah. their prior connection I would. You guys know how much I love Boba Fett. I've been harping <laughs> on it since Mando season uh-huh. two. Um, that's kind of my like thrown it out there theory. Um, yeah. But I would, I would like to see what you think
0: about who Fennec um, is reporting to,
1: if not well, just the Kaminoans.
0: Yeah, I didn't have like a specific person. I just felt like it was the ultimate, like the higher, the highest point was the Kaminoans to get it's Omega no. to Kamino. Okay. Um, but Boba Fett, that could be a very interesting because obviously we know they work together fennec is in this show so it would it would be weird if both that showed up it would make sense to why he's letting her hang around with him on tattooing or not because not that they didn't you know but that would just add more to why um she's you know hanging around him because they have a connection from the from the past which could be this um Boba already has a connection to camino Jango was the original clone and like he is a clone or not the original clone, the original, um, donor. Yeah. yeah, the donor and, and Boba is a clone. Um, so maybe as a little soft spot to maybe help the Kaminoans, you know, get back on their feet cause they're the reason he's alive essentially. Um, yeah, that could definitely be interesting. Um, but I feel like if Boba Fett, I feel like if Boba Fett was, um, hired by the Kaminoans, he would want to get in there and do it himself. I don't feel I, like he's the type of bounty hunter that would you do this for me. That doesn't come what? till he takes over tattooing. He's like, I rule this, you go do my work. At this I, point, when he's still young, I feel like he's a little bit more I'm gonna get in there and get my hands dirty.
1: I honestly I feel the same way, but I will counter because when I was thinking about it, um my counter is in um episode two which oh, which also I forgot to mention, oh. we see some parallels in the spear shades, but in episode two, are we you going to bring Sidious? You oh my god, yeah! To hire Duku to hire Django to hire Sam Wessel. So
0: I know <laughs> Jango and then, being
1: the direct clone is and saying, then Wessel ah, used
0: the worm. worm and like and then Wessel, worm. Yeah.
1: So yeah, there is a lot of delegation stars. We've seen it before, yeah. yeah. Uh, which is just something funny. Which I <laughs> I was thinking about when I what I kind of yeah. drafted this series, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think. When it comes down, it's got to be the Kaminoans because, like, they weren't going after Bad Batch. They were just going after Omega. Yeah. If it was like Empire, no, they want all of them. But I think Empire is going to be Crosshair and his squad. Like, that's yeah. going to be the guy tracking them down.
0: Yeah. And Fennec Fennec, yeah. Omega. Fennec only wanted Omega. She didn't care about the Bad Batch. The Empire yeah. is the one yeah. hunting She's just them. She's fighting
1: them off and trying yeah. to get Law.
0: It yeah. makes sense that the Kamen Owens behind the Empire's back secretly want to get Omega so that they can make this super clone that they're they've been. You know, hinting at to sell to the empire. Um, so I don't think the empire is involved with Fennec at least, yeah. Because, because if that were the case, then they would have had Fennec and probably a lot more bounty hunters to try and capture the entire group. Um, it's which may, hey, maybe, maybe in the we'll get <laughs> Fennec and Boba hunting down the bad batch at some Ooh. point because the empire hires them. That's I don't know, just throwing nope. stuff out there, but yeah, that, that could be cool. Uh, I feel like he, at this point in his life, he wouldn't be the type of person who has the resources or would be willing to have people do stuff for him like that. Because um, he, I feel like he would be really, like he knows he's good and he knows mm-hmm. he can do. It. He doesn't have, he doesn't want to have to rely on other people. He wants because he knows he can do it probably better than they could. And he might, if, if okay. somehow connected to him somehow, like through this network. I guess um, that would be cool. But I definitely also agree with the idea that there could be a middleman between the Camones and Omega or it could literally just be like and I'll say on the other end, like, please find this girl. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What were you going to say there?
1: Oh, yeah. I was just going to maybe Boba is like still in the face. Like he has to make a name for himself still because mm-hmm. like he is still I don't even think he's 20 yet when yeah. um, this well, is he going
0: does, on. Yeah, yeah. Last so... we saw him, he um, he got Ventress shoved him in a in a treasure chest and handed him to a to some king, and I then we, we never. We <laughs> said, hey, what are you doing? So maybe maybe he's still probably you know getting there. Yeah, this is why we need that Cad Bane Boba Fett <sighs> episode of the Clone Wars. I like I want that so bad. Uh, scrap 20. the entire four episodes of the middle arc of season seven of Clone Wars, <laughs> and just give me one episode of Boba Fett and Cad Bane. I would take that any day.
1: Dave okay. Filoni, I know you're listening because you listen just got to every promoted. Episode who, yeah, shout out Dave Filoni again, <laughs> but make that happen. Make that happen please. immediately,
0: please. Okay. Um, it doesn't that's even all have to I be have. season eight, like just lost yeah. episodes.
1: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but that's all I have. Um, if you don't have anything
0: else, yeah. um, just a couple more predictions or you know future wanderings. Um, I kind of hope they. I, I'm assuming their next location will be this Idaflor planet because they talked about it at the beginning of the episode uh be cool to see that a new planet um maybe record i feel like he might start developing like symptoms of the chip not fully like it slowly takes him over um i feel like that could be our connection to rex who has experience with the chips and might be able to uh, like detect better than anyone else when something's going off because um like he was able to tell well, I, I, from being around all the other clones, he probably knows how they act differently and what, you know, being affected by the chip is like. Um, so that could be our connection to that. Um, yeah, and uh, that's pretty much all I had, too. Like you said, it was a pretty actiony episode, more of a Clone Wars-esque episode, which was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, any, anything else before we uh, wrap it up here and give our, our review, I guess?
1: My like, I gave a little bit of speculation, but prediction for next episode. Um, still on the run. I usually say they will meet like familiar characters. I don't think we'll see a familiar character. I think we got Fennec in. We had Cut in, so I think we'll we'll do yeah, a I lot hope that, of like, I hope a
0: little bit down the line.
1: That's yeah. yeah oh yeah, of course. We, like we know we're gonna see Rex. We know yeah. at least we're gonna see more. But like we had again Saul Fennec, Zaguerians um, are coming too. So yeah, so Slaver. I think next episode we're gonna have a lot of new stuff, which I'm kinda excited
0: for. Yep, yeah, maybe Idafloor is where the Zygerians are hiding. Oh. oh. Actually no, I think they went to the actual planet in the uh, okay. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, this episode, after thinking about it, watching it again, I don't know, it's it's kinda growing on me a little bit. Uh I still have one episode one and then episode three. And but now it's like two and two and four like are tied or I like two just a little bit more. It's it's kind of tricky, but just shows how good each episode has been. Like, exactly. Uh, yeah. I'm not even gonna give a rating because they really kind of are just pointless. Um yeah. <laughs> Like there's no way, there's no scale, there's no gauge to yeah. properly figure out what numbers we can because it doesn't, it won't make sense. But just another good episode. Like it's crazy how how each one so far, to me anyway, has been. Like pretty close to the others in terms of quality. Obviously, the pilot being over an hour long, it's going to be you know has a lot more fantastic, in it. Um, but still like they're about the same quality, which I think is is really cool. Even in like, even in Clone Wars, okay, I'm I'm you probably have caught on. I'm a diehard Clone Wars fanatic. Clone Wars rant, let's go. But Clone Wars had a couple stinkers. I mean, it's you can't have seven seasons of a television show with man with. Network mandated episodes like back then, like Cartoon Network would have. Okay, we need twenty-two episodes, or we need twenty-three episodes specifically yep. from it. You're going to have a couple stinkers in there, and like there were. There's plenty of episodes that I rewatched. And I'm like, this one's not that great. I wouldn't mind if I skipped this one, um, but like, you know, that's just how it had to be. But at this point, without that restriction, I think they have room to make every episode, you know, pretty good, and uh, I'm. I'm just i'm just excited that uh we're getting we're not getting like filler garbage we're getting good filler and we're getting you know good developments for the characters
1: yeah i think that's exactly like you said they have more freedom to make better episodes and you know what they are like they're <laughs> delivering. like they get to yeah. choose how long the episodes are they could choose how many there are and disney kind of agrees like oh okay this is what you want to do do it it's not cartoon network no like yeah. hate on Cartoon Network or disney but that's just how things were. It's like, oh, no, we need 22 episodes uh, for 22 minutes, and that's it. Yeah. That's all you can. Um. So just this new format, we've talked about it before, is just wonderful. I think yeah. not even for Star Wars, for, I guess, TV in general, how it's kind of evolving is really great. Storytelling, top notch.
0: Yeah, some stories you can't fit in 22 minutes, and some stories take up perfectly 22 minutes. Like, this episode was, like, without the end credits, it was, like, 23-ish minutes. That felt like a good length for me. I think each part of the story was its perfect length. I don't think it could have been any longer or shorter. Like the chase scene, we had a decent enough time. The droid part wasn't like too crazy overextended for no reason. Um, They weren't. It didn't seem like they were really rushing anything. Um, If there was one, if I had to pick one scene, I thought was maybe like the smidge a smidge rushed. It was at the very end when. They get back on the bad bat shuttle it's like oh wow well, that was bounty hunter okay we have to figure out what she's doing boom cut and they're done <laughs> like that's like that would just like an example of explaining what i mean not even like a yeah, big true. example of, this is too short or too bad so like i feel like the whole story fit in that time slot so until we see evidence that they're just filling time or they're they're shortening things to because they don't have enough time i'm perfectly fine with Every episode length before it comes out because we usually find out the episode lengths online before they come out yeah how about you where, where do you how are you feeling about this one in terms of where it is or just I review still, in general
1: yeah um i still think again my it's one and then three um but two and four i think are pretty much level um and i think why they're level is because they're kind of pretty different episodes um we have a lot of action in this one um is shorter and then in two um it's kind of more, like, Omega growing up and getting, like, the characteristics of the group, which I like. Like, I like both these avenues, and I like how in four episodes, we're already seeing, like, diversity and pacing and what the episodes are about. Yeah. I Like, I guess they're kind of still always on the run, but, like, no, in this one, they're fighting off a bounty hunter. In this one, it's Omega tracking down, like, like a worm in, or whatever, moon dragon, yeah. <laughs> and growing up and, and becoming part of the group, so... I really like I like I like the way it's going, and I imagine in four episodes, if we're seeing this much, it's going to get a lot better and a lot more diverse. So I hope so. I'm super
0: excited. There's no way they make four quality episodes and then just tank and for ten. And just boom. <laughs> yeah, no um, way. <laughs> yeah, but that's our review slash breakdown of season one, episode four, "The Bad Batch Cornered." Make sure to check out our review, which will be linked down below, as well as the playlist for our review or not our review, our reaction. Sorry. Check out the reaction for this episode as well as the playlist for reactions and reviews down below. Other stuff, there'll be things everywhere. We're pointing around the screen as if it's recording. <laughs> this is audio only. <laughs> um, Shout out, Craig. Yeah, check out Spotify if you want to listen to a longer version of this. You already know that. Um, but, yeah, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time. May the 5th be... May the 26th be with you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Damn.
0: GG.